What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 434th episode of, I don't know why I almost lost my breath there, of the Pokemon <laughs> podcast. It's, that was tough. It's super effective. It's the same number forward and backwards. It's, wow, yeah, it's palindromic. It's a real mm. real mind twister right there. Uh, I'm your host, SBJ. With me is uh, Will. I had prepared a very a, a statement uh, so that I could express gratitude for our listeners, and it was all about like how the, giving them the ability to smile and be happy is of great benefit to me and my mental health. But then I got in a bad mood and I decided not to do it. So whatever. Valid. Greg here. I am here with exciting news: the national nightmare is over. Master Chef Australia season four <laughs> international changed their theme song oh thank it goodness. is finally a new song a new direction now it is not what the kids would call a bop by any stretch of the imagination the new song is not a bop you would not stand anybody singing that song but it is better it is a new direction my sanity is being restored i can listen to this theme song for the 89 episodes of season four. I feel like we've turned a corner. You know what actually has a good theme song? <laughs> what? The Pokemon Journeys. It does have a good song. Oh, 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 I need to get in on this show. Journey starts today! I don't know why I haven't watched it yet. We don't want to be D- DMCA'd here. You can get seven seconds. I don't. That's not none Without of that is problem. true. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is absolutely true. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not. I no, that is true. The, like, as a seconds. person that has had to do this, as for a lot of things, there that is truth to the seven seconds. I so. always thought that was like a urban legend slash. Oh, no. Slash. No, 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 no. That's yeah. Also, parody is covered, so you can sing a song as long as it's parody, and it's fine. But no, also, right, there's performance right, publication right, and transmission right, right? Yep. And, you know, yes, Greg is infringing on a performance right, but that's also not DMCA. So, there you go. In my year-long Master of Lawyering degree, I have learned <laughs> the ins and outs of these things. <laughs> I can't wait until... Four lawyers that listen to the podcast <laughs> write in to correct us about legal issues here. Look, they are using 2019 legal definitions and have not spent 2020 like I have studying lawyering. Any opinions that they have are based on old precedent and are not part of the new wave. Ask lawyers, do you, do you have a degree in lawyering? Is that, your, you have is a that your new website? Ask lawyers.com. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, it just all goes back to the case of Ariana versus Maybury. Yeah. I mean, we all learned that in school. We did. So if, we absolutely I mean, did. I'm sorry, not Milwaukee public schools, but Definitely the rest not. of the nation knows right. Ariana versus Maybury. So absolutely we do. We got a show for you guys today. We have a lot of stuff off Pokemon.com. We have a little bit of Pokemon Go news. Um, and uh, there's a huge we I asked prior to the show, I was like, hey, how do you guys feel about the new Christmas stuff? And then both Greg and Will had thoughts, and I was like, well, now this is a segment, because the Pokemon Company, I believe, released all the Christmas merch planned uh, the way we Oh, can- no, I'm sure they're saving some for December 26th, because <laughs> yes, that's their that's mode. That's the sale. 
Uh, I think it matches everything in the the Japanese Pokemon Center for Christmas stuff, which the Japanese Pokemon Center did not sleep on getting their Christmas stuff out as soon as possible. It was like, mm-hmm. let's just jump into some Pokemon news here. First bit of news is off a website called What's on Netflix. <laughs> We're really going to the bottom of the barrel. Wow, have, are we really that bad off? It's w- that we have to go to what's on Netflix.com? to make it worse. The website is called What's on Netflix. To make it worse, their their web address is what's hyphen on hyphen Netflix.com. Who's sitting on what's on Netflix.com? All one word. I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> like if somebody took what's on Netflix. Dot com and you were like, man, I want to make a website that's like, what's on Netflix? I feel like you could maybe, I feel like you could maybe get back to the drawing board and just okay. kind of work, uh, work, work some titles here. Okay, this is even worse. I just did what's on Netflix dot com as one word, and it directs me to the hyphenated website. Nice. You have <laughs> the domain for the non-hyphenated version, and you went for the hyphenated version. Why are we reading from these people? They are not trustworthy. I'm only reading because of their, (laughs) look, a lot of, it's hard to mess up this news, number one. Number two is, I, look, the name was so good. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody is pouring their heart and soul into this website, so let's give them a little half ounce of credit. I have no doubt, but like, you have the one that people want to type in. All right. Right. Is this about Pokemon Journeys Part 3 coming to Netflix on December 2020? That's that's literally the news, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's so wait, that went way too fast. I do who what? The the next 12 episodes uh Part 3 of Pokemon Journeys uh are is coming to Netflix in the US. Cuz remember not every Netflix provider in every country carries Pokemon Journeys. So the next 12 episodes of Pokemon Journeys in the Net- United States Netflix Comes out on December fourth of the year, and it didn't like the it didn't really end with a cliffhanger, so it's not like yeah, not like, like we're before. waiting on anything in particular. But I do think the tagline should be "The journey starts tomorrow." Yeah, I think because we have to wait until December. Well, I mean, when you're writing a premiere website like What's on Netflix, sometimes you're just pu- you're pumping out news so fast that you don't have time to dwell on a good valid, valid. title. True. Although I will say I've enjoyed the 24 episodes so far. Yeah, I think uh, I would say maybe just a handful of them were, were kind of boring slash skippable. Yeah. I mean, there's not been a ton of filler, but we're not... There's, there's, they are sort of dragging these out, so maybe there won't be a lot of filler because they're taking their time with it, or we just haven't gotten to the filler things, you know, where... Ash finds another Krabby and then has to be like, do I keep this Krabby or does that Krabby go? And then there's a whole episode about Krabby sizes again. Did we ever talk about, like, there's like an episode that's like 98% go catching things? It's like very early on. (laughs) We didn't. But yes, there is a filler episode where it's just like constantly flying Pokeballs. And for like 20 some years, uh, I've wondered... Why, like, what? Well, well, Ash doesn't catch a lot of Pokemon, but that's like f- kind of fine because, right. like, like that's a lot of people. Like, some people play through a Pokemon game and they run into a Furfru and they go, ah, maybe next time uh, Furfru, nope. I'm running, <laughs> like, I'm moving. I on mean, there play. are some people who play Pokemon games with literally one Pokemon, yeah, and yeah. just they never catch any. 
Ash. Ash is not one to catch every single Pokemon, but that's okay. But then, but you think of like, what if there was an episode where Ash catches like maybe two or like when Ash catches <laughs> one Pokemon, that's an episode. You're like, yeah. oh boy. But oh what if boy. there was like an episode where he caught two or three? And then the Pokemon company was like, we're going to make an what? episode where Go catches like 40 Pokemon. And then on paper you go, that sounds awesome. In execution, that episode was kind of boring. Well, it's just literally, there's he, they don't have Go battle ever. Or incredibly rarely to weaken them. It's just literally Go throwing balls wherever he goes. He's just just like, oh, there's something, Chuck. There's something, Chuck. It's a weird episode. Yeah, it's just... I like the fact that he catches a lot. I sort of wish that more often than not, there was at least a little, like, battling to, like, break up the constant, I'm just going to chuck a Pokeball and hope it catches. And th- those Pokeball work a lot better for Go than they do for anybody else. <laughs> oh, I, when I was trying to catch that Calyrex dude, I, I think I went through, like, 40 Pokeballs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I went- just, I, I literally ended up catching him in it in a, in a timer ball. The the saddest of all balls. Oh, nah, nah. I, timer ball looks good. And like clocks come out of it when you throw it. That's true, which <laughs> makes makes it very clear to everyone that hey, I hey. gave up trying to get this in a good ball people, and I got it in the timer ball. Did people just forget that legendaries are hard to catch? Like this is a very common no. thing I hear is like, oh, it's so hard to catch well, Calyrex or, or Reggie Eliki or the something. Last, the last few legendaries in the games were vital to the story so they were a lot easier to catch that's yeah like it was a lot easier to catch Sogaleo and lunala and uh whatever it was for x and y but the the real deal the real scandal that you're missing here is that they gave me a master ball yeah, I could yeah. Have, but but God forbid I actually ever use a master ball in a Pokemon. Nobody ever I, uses master balls. No, because that's master the highest the of week. all shames next yeah, to using a timer ball. That is the sh- that is shameful. Like you 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 always save the master master ball for for something that you don't want to fail. But with Calyrex, you can't fail it. If you knock right. him out, he just shows back up. And oh, I know. You don't even again. have to battle the Elite Four again. Yeah, he's, right. he's just like right there. Um, if he's you just knock like, him well, out. that was fun. Uh, I want to try that again because I won't join you story-wise. I will still make you spend, I think I spent 30 Luxury Balls to get into Luxury Ball. Although, I was very happy, spoiler, 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 that when I split the horse and Calyrex, they were both in Luxury Balls. Oh, yeah. I mean, this isn't a spoiler. It's on uh, Pokemon's official website. I mean, I, they were both in Timer yeah, Balls. They were both, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was I was concerned that it was going to be a Shed Ninja thing. Oh, where one defaults to Pokeball? Where, yeah. And it wasn't. And I was like, yes! Small details! Nobody ever uses the Master Ball for anything ever. No. No, you can use it on, like... You can use it. Nobody ever does. Nobody does. Have you used? Well, we all know you used a master ball. You're a fool. I have literally never used a master ball in my <laughs> I... entire Pokemon career. Let me tell you, Will. One of your favorite games, Black and White. I had the master ball. I was hunting for a shiny Boofy on Route Eight. Double encounter method. No charm because the shiny charm didn't exist. Wasn't introduced until Black and Black Two, White Two. And I went up and down, up and down, up and down, 
14,000 encounters, 15,000 encounters, 16,000 encounters looking for my boof. And I found a herdier. And let me tell you, I never planned on playing black and white. At least that copy of that game again. <laughs> and herdier knew roar, and it knew takedown, and it knew a lot of things to kill itself and or force to end that battle. You better believe I threw that master ball. <laughs> <laughs> for a shiny herdier? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't spend all that time all for the thing to choices. roar me away. Soundproof. Uh, I'm. I think I had a soundproof Pokemon, but then the other problem is then it starts takedowning and then recoils itself. There ain't no soundproof ghost asleep. Pokemon that it ain't gonna. It ain't gonna come through asleep. It just sleeps there. There were a lot of things you could have done, but you took the easy way out. You took the coward's way what? out. What? Okay, yep. but uh, the coward. <laughs> What am I supposed to do with a Master Ball in a 10-year-old game? What am I saving it? it for at that point? Leave, leave, just leave the Master Ball. You it, leave it's them not there. intended to be used. You leave them just carted on the floor, and you put write a note that says, for weaklings only. No, the Master Ball is like, okay, in my kitchen cabinet, Greg, you can come over and see it sometime. Okay. I have okay. a porcelain plate that has like six images of the historical sites in the town of Portchester, New York. That is a plate that is not intended to be eaten off of. Mm, mm-hmm. That's the master ball is the pokeball that is not intended <laughs> to catch Pokemon. It is fancy. It is nice to look at. Do not use it. Do not eat off my Portchester plate, please. It, the master ball is proof that you got. To a certain level that they said, yes, you are a Pokemon master. Here is our commemorative ball, but do not ever use this. It is I, for display purposes only. Display Unless you're purposes a coward only, exactly. And you're too afraid of being a true master trainer and catching your herdier the normal way. In the a Pokeball or a Premier Ball if you want to feel Pokeballs special. right now? I threw a Master Ball at a Snorlax and Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee because it was sure shiny and I was afraid it was going to run. <laughs> yep. Sometimes you got to let, sometimes you just got to accept the luck, throw the Master Ball and move on with life. It just shows the difference in our upbringing. Yeah. You're telling me you would you let a shiny Snorlax run away from immediate, you? Rather immediate... than ever use a Master Ball? Yes, yes. I am bougie like that. Yes, I I have learned to wait and be patient to get things the way that I want them, not this quick, easy, millennial, whatever's fine, just chuck the ball and move on with my life. I can't be bothered to do things properly. This is, this is what's wrong with your generation. With grace and decorum. <laughs> oh... Anyways, the journey starts December 4th. Again. I mean, it already started. The journey continues. Okay, so uh, we talked about Calyrex and uh, Gla- Glastier. Glastier? Glace- I heard no, somebody Spectrier, say- No, the good one. I heard somebody Spectrier, say Glastier. Like the I-E-R makes an A sound? I don't think mean, this in, was France in the same it France. It does France. Believe me. If there's one thing you want to learn about the United Kingdom is they will not pronounce French words properly. So they will <laughs> never lose. They will never say EA. They say ballot for the ballet. They say fillet for a fillet. But they would not say glistier. This isn't Kalos. This is Galler. We got hard R's in this country. 
<laughs> uh, we'll have to talk to our Al correspondent. Make sure the uh, hard R's are still. A- ask, ask Al, ask Stuart, ask anybody in that country if they say ballot or ballet, and they will say ballot. If they say fillet or fillet, they will say fillet. So anyways, we have Ice Horse and Ghost Horse, I think is what most people refer to them, because <laughs> no one knows how to say these names. So we talked about these last week, uh, and the reason uh, I was, I was one, comfortable with talking about them last week is because the DLC is, one, I would argue, re- way shorter than the, cra- the Isle of Armor, story-wise. Uh... Depends on how you approach it. I think they're pretty equal, story-wise. Yeah. There's not a lot to that Cub Fu story. Yeah, but I think that the, the beats in between can take longer. Like, like, Yeah, they forced you to spread that out more. Yes. In they this, don't in here, because there's more things to do here. Right. In this, you, you find the Calyrex, you uh, talk to him, you ride your bike. To, well, you, you go into town, you talk to five people, you talk to him, you... you get the carrot, you plant the carrot, you go to the tower, you're done. That's like the gist of the story. So if you if you got ex- if you wanted to experience the story first, you could probably do that whole story in less than 45 minutes. About 15 yeah. or so minutes into the story, you see these horses, whichever one you decide to go with, the ghost or the ice. Yep. I was also confident last week that we talked about it that the Pokémon company would talk about these horses. Before the Players' Cup 2, which took place this weekend, because these horses are very good and they're (laughs) allowed in official competition. So kind of putting two and two together, you know, it's been a couple weeks since the DLC. There's this competition coming up where they're allowing these two horses that they haven't talked about yet. I was very confident that us talking about them last week would go into the Pokemon... The Pokemon company obviously listened to the show and they were like, oh, well, Steve, Will, and Greg talked about the horses, so yeah. now we can. But they they officially announced these horses. So no no surprises here. Uh, but there is the Glastrier and Spectrier, and then there is the... They can merge with Calyrex, or when you initially catch it in the game, they're already merged, to Ice Rider Calyrex and Shadow Rider Calyrex are the official titles... They love their fusions. This is how many games in a row? Necrozma fusion. Did X and Y have uh, a fusion? X and Y did not have a fusion, no. No Possibly fusion. Possibly Zygarde was supposed to fuse, but yeah. that dude never got his day. Yeah, Zygarde has its own weird I thing mean, going Zygarde on. I mean, Zygarde has its... It fuses with itself. Oh, yeah, the cells, yeah. I don't know that that counts, though. Black and white has their fusions. We talked about their abilities last week, if I remember correctly. Yes. Ice Rider, or sorry, the Rider Forms, I'll just call them Rider Forms, um, they have their own abilities as well. So Calyrex has an ability, Glacier and Spectre have an ability, and then when they're merged, they have another ability. Their, that ability is called As One, mm-hmm. which is a new ability. So it combines the effects of Calyrex's ability, which is Unnerve, and Spectre's ability of Grim Nay. Ice Rider, it's like chilling Nay. Yeah. What a time to be alive. We have a Pokemon now with two abilities. Yeah. Well, you know in the next Pokemon game, they're going to have triple-type Pokemon, so that's the, that's what they're getting you ready for. I'm sure there will be one Pokemon that will have three types. I mean, Delmize is pretty close to that. Yeah, Delmize is really close to that. Uh, what's that one move? Flying Press, I think, does both 
flying and, and fighting. fighting damage. Yeah. That's not a Pokemon, that's a move. I know, but they got, they got one We're of those. We're saying that they have salted the waters. For Krabby? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. It was me saying seat of the waters, but like Steve would say it. Oh, there you go. Are you guys done with Crown Tundra? Are you still playing it? What's what's the vibe? Oh, I only just shook the tree to get the birds. <laughs> yeah, I'm still chasing birds on because I'm trying to do a little bit of mark hunting. I've been super busy, so I have not had a ton of time to play. I want to try to get some... I've been doing a bunch of Dynamax adventures. Like, I feel like this game probably needs to last a year more. So I don't feel a rush to get a bunch of stuff done. Yeah, uh, maybe. I I mean, (laughs) Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire had that two-year thing, right? Yeah. And I would argue that this game has more content. Yes. Eh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, if you add in the DLC, yeah, I mean. I mean, who's, who's playing a year into the game and refusing to buy the DLC? I mean, a lot of people. A, lo- a bunch of who people aren't probably. aren't made out of money like you. Yeah. Who what? Don't have you funds? think? Well, one, you had a long time to save up $30. It's like $3. I mean, that's I like, that's like mowing too long. I only Shield because my uncle bought it for me. Mm-hmm. So I unless mean, my uncle probably, gets me the DLC, yeah, I'm there out. are probably kids who haven't played it yet. There are probably people who are waiting because they don't have the money or nah. For see, I would I would say kids would move on. They got they have unlimited free mobile games that they can be going between. I don't know if they're still playing a year into it. Uh, I'm not allowed to have a mobile device. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is true. I, I had to take it away. You're abusing it. Um, I wasn't getting my homework done. <laughs> in in my neck of the wor- world. See? You thought my yeah, salting the waters that, was yeah. going to be bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in my neck of the woods, I think, is the actual. Yes, York, there is. you go. Congrats. <laughs> it seems like people... That I have interacted with, which is a very small sample of Pokemon fans, out of Correct. all of the Pokemon fans, I don't want to. I I understand that this is a nut. This could be a nutshell uh, evaluation here. Um, they seemed more excited and more happy with the Crown Tundra, uh, and that's I think mostly because like Dynamax Adventure and being able to catch the legends and new legends and and whatnot. Compared to the Isle of Armor, which was very competitive focused. Correct. It just seems like people are were have been over the Crown Tundra quicker than they were over the Isle of Armor. What do you mean by over? Uh, it just seems like they got their fill and they've moved on to different games. Whereas with the oh. Isle of Armor, it just seems like they kind of kept going with it. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I'm still I doing Dynamax this. Adventures a couple of nights a week. So... Until I get a full, every legendary as a shiny, I'm going to keep at it. I think they extended the life of Vile Armor because they did a bunch of, they did a bunch of events that did max raid stuff mm-hmm. to fill in the time frame where we just haven't had, that. we had the Halloween event and then if you're not heavily into Dynamax adventures or you ran through them and you're not shining hunting, there's just not a lot, there's not more to do. And the, the other problem, in my opinion, is that even though... I like the new wild area. There's nothing exciting in the new wild area compared to 
what I think the initial ex- uh, impression of the Isle of Armor, which a lot of it was water, but there were so many new Pokemon walking around. And yeah. unfortunately, as it turns out, in the Crown Tundra, over half of that Pokedex is legendaries. Yeah. I think you don't have a lot of variety. You you see a lot of old Pokemon in the Crown Tundra, which doesn't make it like maybe that like ex- explore worthy. Well, it's the same problem that Will had. Right? I have a problem. We had a problem with the first game is that you were like when you hit the wild area and you're seeing a bunch of old Pokemon that you'd already seen before. Yeah, I think people were expecting to see a lot more older Pokemon in. Crown Tundra, and that just didn't manifest. And in fact, that first day, I saw a lot of things that had already caught. Filling the Pokedex for Crown Tundra does not feel like I can spend a lot of time here in catching things. Yeah, no. Because it's it's really, I have to do all of these legendary things, and that's a shiny hunting thing. And so... And the legendaries don't even matter for the decks. Right. So it's just like... Well, the, I mean, like, the ones in Dynamax Adventure, sorry. Right. So there's like just not a lot of collecting really to be done. It didn't feel like they had expanded that dex by a lot. Yeah, I had more fun catching. Oh gosh, well, I, I I think the catching in Isle of Armor was better. Like exploring the Isle of Armor, catching everything to fill the decks, I think was dramatically better than the Crown Tundra. And this is, you know, I love catching, but at a certain point with Crown Tundra, I was like. Electabuzz only appears like three days out of the week, and I guess I could just like take the one Electivire I found earlier and take it to the daycare and spin in a circle and breed it and then evolve it, or I can just connect my Pokemon home and then move over the Electabuzz because like there wasn't other. It wasn't because like I don't mind waiting like the three days or the, the whatever for thunderstorms to appear for Electabuzz to appear. It was there was really nothing else to catch. Yeah. Whereas in like the Isle of Armor, if it was like, oh, well, Polytoad only appears when it's raining. It's like, okay, well, I know it's raining tomorrow and I still have like 40 other Pokemon to catch. So I'll just work on those 40 Pokemon and then because I know I won't finish that. And then tomorrow it'll be raining and I'll find the Polytoad and that'll be good. How do you know it's going to be raining tomorrow? Are you a meteorologist? Yeah, that's I went to Sonia and I said, look. Let me know when Polytoad's spawning, and she's like, here's the here's our book on meteorology. The Diglett stuff, as as much as we complain, took a lot of time, and it was way more tedious than the uh, footprints. <laughs> and I still haven't completed it. Oh, me either. No. And I haven't completed the footprints. I have the worst time finding Bruzion's footprints, because I can't visually really see the difference. And I keep going up to sets of rocks, because they are much more visibly different, and going, oh, oh, it's a pair of rocks. Okay, so where's the footprints? All right, I, I don't think it's a big deal. I just wanted to bring up that I just felt like people are already over Crown Tundra compared to what seemed to be decent legs on an earlier DLC that was more focused for EV training and IV training and and you know maybe dipping your toe into battling, whereas this is more of I I, th- I think. It varies a lot. I I know a lot of people who just caught everything with Crown Tundra and, I mean, not Crown Tundra, but Isle of Armor and were done. Like, I didn't play a lot of Isle Armor. I didn't complete half the stuff over there because much of it was for 
competitive and yeah. I'm playing a lot of Crown Tundra because there's a lot of things to do and the Dynamax Adventures are super fun. Um, I think it really varies what people wanted to get out of it. I also think we are a year into the game and the DLC is very good, but I don't think it added enough of what people wanted outside of Dynamax Adventures. Yeah, agreed. Like, they really, like, they had, I said this last time, I said it again, like, they had a chance to really expand the Pokedex more, and they just, they just didn't, which is fine, but it, it does limit the appeal of when you're there, and you're like, ooh, I see all these fossil ones right in this first area, and that's really cool, and then you go to the next area, and it's literally everything you've already caught. It's just a little disheartening to have that happen when you were sort of hoping this would bring a lot more old favorites and a couple of news back, and it just didn't. Uh, I do actually have a complaint about Crown Tundra. They, Here we go. They lock the champion star battle behind you finishing Peony's quest line. What's a champion star? Oh, oh yeah. that's right. Okay. Which is, like, I don't, I'm not, like, I I, I don't want to do that yet. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if I don't know what Reggie I want, or if I wanted to shiny hunt the Reggies, which they allow, and you don't even have to return off your game, uh, you can knock it out, it'll reappear, you can run away. Again, you know, we've been talking about this for over a year. They clearly do not want us turning on and off our games anymore, which is fine. I know some people aren't happy with it. I think it's fine. I think it's a bad way to interact with a video game. So even if you wanted to... Uh, if you want, if you weren't sure what dredge you wanted, or if you were stuck in Dynamax Adventure, or wanted to shiny hunt these, you have to finish the Reggies. You have to finish the Calyrex thing, which I think is probably the first thing you should do since it's like the main story part of it. And then you also have to do the three birds, which, again, if you not, I don't think the birds take as long as the Reggies. They're shiny locked. You could mark hunt them. I made a mark hunting guide for the birds on YouTube. If you wanted to check that out. Uh, but to force you to do those three things, to do another thing, something that is like designed for you to, in my mind, do like once a day, the championship battle thing, is just kind of silly. Like, I still don't know. Like, I guess I want Reggie Eliki. Like, I think I've decided that because I think it is the better competitive one um, right now. But like a couple of days ago, I was like, man, I just don't know which one I want. And uh, like the the answer is... Well, just play through the game. Play, like, I'll play through your sword version. Get the other one. And it was like, yeah, I I get that, and that takes time. But I just want to try the Galar Star tournament, and I don't want just. It just seems weird that this other thing that they this other thing they added to the DLC is locked behind you doing three very time consuming things, and it's not like. Like, look, you're battling NPCs in a double battle. It's not like it's going to be hard or difficult or, like, you know, it's not going to, like, revolutionize or change the game. You're just going to go through it. You're going to see some cool dialogue. You're probably going to get a bunch of money from it. And then it's like, oh, maybe I'll do that once a day to get, like, Galar Champion Ribbon. I don't even know if it assigns the Galar Champion Ribbon. I don't know if you just have to do, like, single battles to get that ribbon. But it just, that's that seemed weird to me that they decided to do that. Yeah, I, I don't like it when they lock things behind... They're not hard tasks, but they are time-consuming tasks. They are time, and especially if you want, you're not a game gobbler, and you want to just like enjoy the game. Like me, like I finished all of Calyrex. It took me a while, and now I'm just starting on the birds, and it's probably going to take me a week to do that, and then it's going to be another week for me to do the Reggies. And yeah, 
by that time, it's like, hmm, doing competitive all-star blah, blah, and pass. Monster Hunter Rise is on the horizon, so... Oh, look, if you haven't gotten to the all-star part by March, I'd be very concerned. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, it's like, I probably... After that many weeks in Crown Tundra, I'm going to be more inclined to go back into Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate and get my Monster Hunter fix in preparation for Rise than to actually worry about the All-Star Tournament. My thought process is if the All-Star Tournament gives you a bunch of money and it's one of the best ways to get money, that would be something I would love to do once a day. Are you hurting for money in this game? Because I'm certainly like I I don't do your little daily task. Yeah, I am. Runarounds, I, well, and I I got tons of cash. I have a, a a great portfolio of different assets in the game. I have you know my like 700 big nuggets, and I have my 400 star pieces, and I have my 600 luxury balls, and I, I it's very diverse. You know, I got my big pearls, I got my ball mushrooms and stuff. I got I got a good supply. But as I have bought a bunch of vitamins, then gone to that Madam Cleansy or whatever her name is to... So I bought a bunch of vitamins. I EV trained all my Pokemon very quickly for this tournament. I then needed to change some EV spreads. So I had to go cleanse them for 10 Armorator and then rebuy the vitamins. It becomes very expensive very quickly. Um, and if if I wasn't on a time limit, like, if the tournament wasn't in, like, when I was doing this, it was Monday, Wednesday. I pretty much did it every day. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. If I wasn't on a time limit, I would just EV train them, like, the old-fashioned way. Because it doesn't take that long to take, like, five Pokemon and find, like, a Noctowl, which I think is plus two HP EVs, and knock them out in, like, 15 minutes. But like we I used needed, to do in the old days. Yeah. The old days. But I needed a little bit more precise EVs, and I was on a time limit. So I bought a bunch of vitamins. And you go through money very, very quickly. So if there was, like, one thing I could add to my daily rotation of, you know, check all these dens to get the watts, shake these trees to get the apricorns, because I'm still looking for, you know, safari balls or sports balls, and then, like, oh, it takes, you know, 10 minutes to run through champion star galar double battle or whatever it's called that would be a nice addition to the rotation but i haven't done the reggies so i can't add that to my rotation because i wasn't ready to do reggies yet and for anyone being like why don't you just sell all your ball mushrooms and your gold nuggets and all that stuff yeah i could do that but the the problem is that the money has a cap so it would be silly to cap out the money when in my inventory, I'm not near the cap of those items. You mean you can only hold so much money? Yeah. Uh, Watts, I don't think... Uh, nine, 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 nine million. Ah. Um, I don't think there's a limit on Watts. But I, but I don't have any Watts anymore either. Because I spent all my Watts to get wishing pieces so I could hunt for Gorgais. <laughs> so I had like four million Watts and I cashed them all in for wishing pieces. So I can't even, like, cash in my Watts for luxury balls because I spent all those because I think Watts are better for wishing pieces at this point because there's other ways to get money. And now my money is going into vitamins. So it's, it's, if, if, if they've done anything right, I feel like they've really done pretty well with the economy of money, Watts, Armorite, uh, Dynite, and whatever else. 
Like, I think they've done a really decent bad balance for all that stuff. And I gotta save my armor, right? Because the Madam Cleanse lady charges like 10 for them. And all the good moves are at the dojo and they cost 5. I think she's expensive. I think 10 is a lot to reset EVs. She's a ripoff. And yet you still keep patronizing her business. Well, I gotta swim out. She's on an island, Will. She doesn't even have her own roof, roof over her head. <laughs> well, maybe that's her hint to stop bugging her. Like, I gotta be, I only have this island, and if you really want to see me, and I really don't want you to, I guess you can swim out here. All right, let's take a quick break. When we, got, we, when we come back, we have a little bit more Pokemon news, and then uh, question of the week this week, and Pokemon Heck of the yeah. week. Oh, boo. Space virus. Alien invasion. Space virus. Possessing humans. Mysterious. Space, 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 that's it. That's it. That's all it says. And we are back. Should have said this when we were talking about Sword and Shield DLC. Uh, the the physical copies are now available. So if you want the bundle pack, mm. you missed out on Sword and Shield. And you just want to buy it all in one one package. Uh, that is now available at, at, at retailers. Um, we are actually doing a giveaway for, for two of those copies. I think it ends on Tuesday. So if you're listening to this on Monday, uh, it'll be in the show notes if you want to enter. Totally free. I don't know. Even if you already have it, might be worth it to enter because uh, easy Christmas present for somebody else <laughs> if you already have it. So those are now available. Uh, this is off Pokemon.com. This is uh, November 5th. Join the Play Pokemon Team Challenge. Connect with your local game stores, make teams, and compete in a massive TCG tournament. Players across the world are invited to comp- compete in the Play Pokemon Team Challenge. Competitors will represent their local game stores in exciting team play against other stores in their city, region, and the world. It is a great opportunity to stay connected to your TCG community and earn cool prizes along the way. The fun kicks off November 13th. That's it? That's all the details? Yeah. No, I, I have more. Okay, keep going. Okay. You've wet my appetite. The, the t- Pokemon Team Challenge, it's a tournament open to Master's Division. Must be a, well, Master Division is 16 and older. If you're in Brazil, you have to be 18 or older. It's entirely virtual. All matches will be held through play of for through Pokemon TCG Online and hosted by Tournament Center BVBA. I'm not sure what that is. Uh, you can sign up using the Play Pokemon Store Finder, etc., etc. Uh, the team challenge will kick off December 5th. It will be six months long. The first stage, individual stores will host qualifier tournaments via the TCG Online. The winners from each of these individual tournaments will form a team to represent their store. This qualifier round is uh, expected to run 10 weeks to conclude February 28th, 2021. Once the teams are placed in each store, 
They will compete against other teams from other stores in an elimination bracket. The bracket match will be three versus three round robin competition against another team. And the team that earns five or more wins advancing to the next round. Initially, teams will play other stores from their city. Then they will be reseeded at a regional level, a national level, and then a global level if they progress. Rounds will take uh, approximately 10 weeks starting March 20th, 2021. And the team challenge accumulates in a grand final between the top two stores in late May of 2021. The initial round will use the 2021 standard format, uh, including Vivid Voltage expansion. North America will be open, Europe, Latin America, and Oceania. And the, at the qualifier, all participants will earn virtual Pokemon TCG online prizes, including exclusive TCG online accessories. And the winner of each qualifier will receive a playmat. Top 256 teams will uh, earn additional exclusive playmats, virtual Pokemon TCG prizes, and other online prizes. In addition, the top eight teams will earn physical Pokemon TCG prizes. Check back more for prizes. And finally, the 2021 season format rotation for the TCG, which we talked about. This was actually published in April, but if anyone is confused, maybe you want to get into the TCG, you can get starting the oldest is Sun and Moon Team Up. Sun and Moon Unbroken Bonds, Sun and Moon Unified Minds, Sun and Moon Cosmic Eclipse, and then Sword and Shield, Rebel Clash, Darkness Ablaze, and then Vivid Voltage are the four newest Sword and Shield sets. And then Hidden Fates is allowed. Um, Champions I feel like Path. my Blacephalon deck has been completely rotated out now. <laughs> no, Blacephalon, most of Blacephalon is still in. Because uh, yeah, that was but like unbroken all the good bonds. parts are gone. Nah, the parts well, that made it work. Nah, welders and unbroken bonds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you just need a welder. Welder is good. Basically. This is cool. I guess. I I am in an unfortunate position where I don't have a store I care about nor host TCG <laughs> like good and like you know what I mean. It's like go to your favorite board gaming store and like support them. And it's like I don't have that. You guys do though. You guys have like a yeah. board gaming store you love. But I mean, I'm literally looking at a board gaming store through my window <laughs> right now. So yes, I mean, yeah. Also the source, but under. Pokemon Team Challenge, find my store. There are no stores yet. So I couldn't even sign up right now if I wanted. They're, st- they're still trying to make uh, the Pokemon trading card game online work to work, right? <laughs> I mean, they haven't updated it and made it better yet, right? No, there was a, there was a um, Players' Cup this past weekend for both the VGC and the TCG. And do you... If you were playing in the TCG... Using Pokemon Trading Card Game Online, the official client of the Pokemon Trading Card Game, and you're winning, and the game bugs out, and now you it becomes unplayable. Do you win that match? Does your opponent win that match? Who? What judge is deciding what happened because your game is so incredibly buggy that the match state has been completely stopped? Because of the game itself, not because of the players? Don't know. Mysteries of the universe. It's not good. <laughs> it does seem very unpleasant. I like the Pokemon trading card game online. I think it's, for the most part, if you're just climbing ladder, if you're just doing matches, it's whatever. Like, 
uh, no one's putting their their like win loss ratio from the ladder on like their LinkedIn profile. It's not like the end of the world not if the game speak for that yourself, sir. <laughs> not if the like game, the game bugs out and you lose. But in an official tournament, oh my gosh, that would be awful, rage inducing. Now, do you think since they have until December fifth that they're going to take this time to implement vast improvements? Greg, are you? You better check your medications. <laughs> um, I'm asking out of love for the game that I don't play. You know, usually if a card doesn't work, they just straight up ban it for several months. Yup. And then not get around to fixing it. And when I, I, I wish I was exaggerating when I said several months, but... What set was it? I think it was Unbroken Bonds. They introduced a card called Fighting Dojo, um, which added, I think, plus 20 damage to all fighting Pokemon, which made it pretty good in a Hitmontop, Hitmonlee, Hitmonchan deck. That all kind of worked together. And right out the gate, Fighting Dojo was broken, and they banned it, and it stayed banned for about three months. Which, if you wanted <laughs> just, to play that new card and practice on TCGO, because before COVID, you wanted to take that deck to a tournament, and that one card that is a staple in your deck is banned on the online game, it's not super good playtesting for your deck. Is there an alternate? alternate? There are. It has somebody there made are, things? Yes. Okay. But I think what you you guys are really missing is this very... Uh, unspoken, right? It's the same thing with the whole like season five versus season six in the VGC, where you couldn't play test because they rotated the rules and you couldn't test the blood. No, 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 I no, that- no, no. TPCI no, 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 does no. not want people play testing. Period. Done. <laughs> they are doing everything in their power to stop people from play testing in the VGC and in the TCG. Yeah, it's true. It's a conspiracy. Face reality. Just like Bubblegate needs to be answered. Oh, I'm working on it. I am working. Oh, I have. Y- I am out of buy bubbles Bulbasaur stickers. So my next Bulbasaur sticker that I get, it, it's either going to say buy or it's not, and we will have cracked the case. I will. <laughs> I will say that while I do believe the VGC was uh, a mistake of the person not downloading the the latest rule set and then hosting the tournament with the latest rule set. Uh, I think that is a huge difference in 10 years of, I don't know who to blame at this point, <laughs> Dire Wolf Digital or, or like being incompetent as a developer or... Except they're not. They're very successful in every other aspect. Yeah. That, That's and, what confuses me. And or blaming the Pokemon company for not giving Dire Wolf Digital the, 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 the right staff the right amount of money, the amount of time, like sometimes just throwing money at a problem doesn't solve it. And sometimes just throwing money at a problem does solve it. <laughs> right. Is it like, is it the situation where they, that the Pokemon company doesn't pay Direwolf Digital enough to hire more developers? Or is it that the developers who are working on it are like the bottom tier developers because we know that the other games Dire Wolf Digital puts out are functioning games? At the end of the day, what matters is that they've done two Players Cups through TCGO and both have been 
not good. I would say if somebody is competing at a high level and your game bugs out and that is an irreversible game decision is an awful situation to be in as one of those players, whether you are winning or you're losing and it happens to you or your opponent, that is not good for both people that are qualifying and taking time, training, practicing, competing at a high level for your video game, digital card game, I guess. And so they've done two players cups and now they're doing this and this game is still broken. Uh, whereas at least in the VGC where they picked the wrong, well, we're assuming they picked the wrong one. They were supposed to pick six. They picked five. At least from everything I've heard, everything I've experienced, nothing has ever broken at a competitive level with Sword and Shield. I know in Sudden Moon they had to like ban String Shot for like six months because String Shot was broken. <laughs> But mechanically, Sword and Shield competitive is very sound. Like, it works. It's fine. I've participated in the Players' Cup this weekend, which was an awesome experience, even though I lost. Should be very excited that I got as far as I did to even compete in the Players' Cup. But the cool thing on top of that was I got to see how it worked. And it ran through Battlefly, uh, which hosts a ton of tournaments and... You could see the bracket ahead of time, and once the bracket went live, it paired you with a person. That person you had an individual text chat with. You just you both decided on an eight-digit code. You matched up. You did your match. It was best two out of three. You did your second match. If it was 1-1, one, one, you did your third match, and then the winner would report the score, and it had an option to upload screenshots. So whether you used your mm. iPhone or your Android phone or to use the Switch screenshot, or, I mean, I uh, was playing on my computer through my Elgato, so I was just able to screenshot my desktop. You could upload the win-loss ratio in the three slots um, and then report that to the judge. And as soon as you reported it, whether, like, if you, if you, if you were in the winner's bracket, spoiler, I wasn't, if you were in the winner's bracket, uh, you would wait for the next pairing and the computer system would already pair you and you'd be set to go. If you went into the loser's bracket, um, you would get matched with somebody else who lost. Um, so the tournament worked like this. You know, it was for North America. It was the top 256 players. Everyone had an opponent. Uh, I think out of the top 256, 10 people didn't register in time. And then 10 people didn't upload their deck list in time. Not their de Well, their, po their six Pokemon lists. 230 out of 250 people competing. So a couple people got round one buys. But once we got into the loser bracket... It matched me up with another person, and then I beat that person, and then it matched me up with another person right away. That was 1-1, and then that person defeated me. So the tournament worked. If you lost twice, you were out of the tournament, and at that mm. second loss, the tournament was like, thank you for playing. You're out. Like, it was so smooth to... And I've been to countless... Will and myself have been to countless Pokemon tournaments where we are waiting forever for round one, <laughs> they always they always started late. We got hold on, hold on. We've messed up the pairings. We've got to repair everybody. <laughs> uh, you're awkwardly sitting across your from your opponent for way too long. You've you've run through your chit chat. You you get pair. You finally get to battle that person, and then it feels like an it feels like if you if it was a short battle. Like maybe you you just got lucky. You had the you had good RNG. You you had the correct deck. You beat them 
pretty quickly in Swiss, it sometimes would seem like you're now waiting over an hour for next pairing. Or if you're one of these people that were playing like the Pokey Dads, which took eight years to play one card, and you were the one of the, like the 30 people that went to the 45-minute time limit. And then as soon as you finish that match, it's like, what well, pairings are up for next round? And you're like, ah, geez, I got to pee and get something to drink, but I got to sit back down against somebody else right away. Uh, it was one of the smoothest official Pokemon tournaments that I've ever competed in. What I'm saying is I don't know what the TCG people are doing. They're out of their minds <laughs> to be hosting and continuing to use this broken game. Like, they just need to fix their game. Like, I want to play the TCG. I miss the TCG. I have a lot of cards invested in TCGO. I have a lot of cards IRL. I'm sitting through next to 17 stacks of cards right now. Same. But I Pokemon cards, though. can't even imagine participating in a TCG Pokemon tournament knowing that their app is incredibly broken. Also, thank you to everyone who... Wished me luck this past weekend. I'm super sorry. <laughs> I lost. <laughs> I tried hard to win. I won Do one. Do better next time. I won one. You, I mean, you only really started, what, like, heavy duty this year. I think that's impressive growth. I think you should be proud of what you accomplished. I agree. And you'll do much better next time. Like, for years, you said how much you didn't like competitive, and you've jumped in, and you have improved incredibly. You got to the Players' Cup, which is fantastic that's all amazing things and if you keep with it i'm sure you'll do great don't beat yourself up let me beat you up yeah we'll we'll take it to text and rip you a new one okay perfect yeah yeah there's um, countless times on the show where i did not like vgc competitive but i think now that i understand it better um i like it but it is uh very time consuming as well <laughs> Which is like the main reason I got out of the TCG competitive, because not only was it incredibly time-consuming, it was uh, incredibly expensive. (laughs) This is true of all trading card games. Uh, My zip code finder is working. I got three locations. I got Game Universe, Game Town, Waukesha, and Cowabunga Comics. Not Board Game Barrister? Barrister, not on the list. I may have to turn off some ad blockers then. Uh, I have played many TCG matches at Cowabunga Comics. That's funny. You've never taken me there in the many times I've been to Milwaukee. Well, it's in, o- is this, it's in is Oconomowoc. Is this the tournament center GG Find My Store? I'm at events.pokemon.com oh. locations. I'm on tournament center GG that's listed from their oh. <laughs> actual website. You can register to play at that. And I can't. If I click on Cowabunga Comics, it says this retail location has indicated that it provides the following service options. And it says currently supports League at Home. Uh, good news, Will. Yes, sir. Games Minneapolis is in this event finder. Well, thank you for giving out my home address. <laughs> <laughs> the one that's closest to me also in this. Nice. I need to go to the source. Because they're going to have a book that I want real soon. Ooh, wow. I want to go there. Yeah, there's some manga that I've been wanting yeah. to pick up. We got to do that, dude. Wow, there are a lot that do tournaments in Minneapolis. Level Up Games does it? Is uh, You guys have that board game place in, in Minneapolis. 
We've got like a thousand board game places. Yeah. The, and I, the, I, the one, one that makes games. The ones here. that make games. Are you talking about uh, Fantasy Flight? Fantasy Flight. Fantasy Flight. Are they an official Pokemon thing? Probably not, right? They I don't are think not. They have a Pokemon no. League. No, they don't have a league. But they have games no. that are not their games. Oh, yeah, yeah, but they don't run leagues. They don't run leagues for things that aren't their games. Oh, so they—I bet if they don't do magic sense. then either. Correct. Uh, yeah, they don't have magic. Uh, I was not to say that you could play magic there. You Will can play and Greg magic. Don't and we go have. there to play magic. Yes. You can set up your own stuff there, but for things that are officially run through them, it's generally their Star Wars mini products. It's their um, Keyforge, Keyforge stuff. It's like they they run their their own tournaments, but not like other company stuff. Like they have plenty to keep them busy. They make a lot of games, mystical games. I didn't even know that was a place in Eden Prairie. Huh. Yeah, because it's Eden Prairie, dude. I know I don't get out there. Well, their website is currently unavailable, so get wrecked. Uh, this is off Pokemon.com as well, piggybacking off the TCG stuff we just talked about. Uh, Vivid Voltage will be coming out officially on November 13th, although seems like everyone in the world already has Vivid Voltage at this point. <laughs> Vivid Voltage will feature just the tiny amount of, you know, over 185 different cards. This will have. The Chonky Pikachu, the big chonker Pikachu VMAX. Uh, it looks like there will be a Hitmon top card. B will be a card here as a supporter. Uh, the Gay Raiko card is coming out. Yeah. Um, Ninjask, uh, Shininja are in the set as well. So it should be it should be a pretty good set. There's like this this new fad. Do you guys remember? You guys, of course, you guys remember. You're much older than I am. <laughs> yeah, but that means hey. our memories are starting to our, fail. Yeah. Oh, okay. It depends. Uh, remember what? If it was from your childhood and we were adults, no. Okay, from my childhood, when you guys were adults, when Pokemon came out and everyone was like, this is a fad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was a total... There were so many articles about the the new fad. How long would this fad last? Yeah, that was everywhere. Yeah. And, and... It was on TV Guide. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously we know that Pokemon isn't a fad, you know, it's no. lasted all this all this time, you know, there was maybe a point where it was at its lowest of low, you know, after Gen 2, before Gen 3, that kind of stuff. But there's like this new actual Pokemon fad that's existing, where it was a couple big YouTubers, they suddenly decided to, like, buy old booster boxes of pokemon cards oh i've seen this yes i've seen screenshots of people like i have uh blah 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 booster box and it cost me blah money and yeah like so what I'll, I'll explain it for people out of the loop take a take a big youtuber pkmn cast nope That's i said big YouTuber. youtubers okay so anyways just take a big youtuber you know they these youtubers are millionaires at this point right uh i'm talking about like not Pewdie well, PewDiePie is number one, but you know, up there with PewDiePie. <laughs> they buy like a, a fifty thousand dollar box of Pokemon cards, you know, something old, first edition, you know, re very rare. And what they do is they they like fifty thousand dollars to them is a drop in the bucket, right? They probably make fifty thousand dollars on a single YouTube video with ad revenue. They they buy this fifty thousand dollar box and then 
they ask their their YouTube friends or they ask other people if they want to buy into the box because a booster pack of these cards might be around a thousand dollars or so, fifty to hundred dollars or so. So then their their friends, you know, YouTube friends, celebrities, fans that just apparently have a thousand dollars sitting around will buy into the box, and so now they they buy a fifty thousand dollar box, which for an average person listening to this show, probably just doesn't have $50,000 to buy Pokemon cards with. Maybe there's like <laughs> two or three listeners. If you are one of those two and three listeners, patreon.com slash pkmncast. Uh, please support the show. But uh, like an average person doesn't have $50,000 to spend on Pokemon cards. Heck, I would say most don't even have $1,000 to buy one single booster pack. But they call, I think they're called breaks. So a big YouTuber buys a $50,000 box. They say, hey, you can buy into my box for $1,000, $1,500. And then people do. And so in reality, the YouTuber isn't really spending any money. They're spending the money up front, but they're getting a lot of their money back because people are buying in and then they post the video and then, you know, people watch it and then they get the ad revenue. So this is the fad. And what this has... Okay, but why why are people buying into this box? This is the disconnect for me. Yeah. Why, it's like you're what? not going to get $1,000 worth of cards out of it. You could. Are they... But... but Are they being sent the $1,000 of cards? Like, is yes. the YouTuber so sending you, them... You bought the pack. So, if you... Let's say it was like... A, I'm just trying to think... Let's say you were doing like, uh, gosh, I'm trying to think of like what what cards I know off the top of my head. Somebody's gonna write and be like, "You were wrong about the price." For f- just because I can't, I, I'm not gonna pull up card prices. Let's just say we were doing like fossil set, and let's say a fossil booster pack is three hundred dollars. I don't think it is, but just for the just humor me for the sake of this conversation. Let's say you spent ten thousand dollars on a fossil booster box. You're telling people that it's three hundred dollars to buy in, and if you pulled uh, let's just say hollow aerodactyl from fossil that the aerodactyl would be worth $500. So you say, I want to buy a booster booster pack in your box. It's $300. They will then, most of these are, are streamed either on Twitch or YouTube. They then open the pack and they'll say, this is Greg's pack. Thank you, Greg, Yay. for supporting the break box. We're going to open it up. We're going to carefully move one card here. We're going to go through all of your cards because this is your pack, Greg. We're going to go through it. And at the end, oh, you got uh, Omastar. Oh, gosh, you know, this is a great Omastar. You know, only worth about 45 cents. But, you know, you're going <laughs> to love it when we when we send it your way. So this is what happens. Um, it's like this weird, like, this this is an actual thing that is existing. I am now seeing smaller content creators buying boxes, having people buy in. This is truly a fad. And I just don't... I, I guess it's like two things, right? Like, you're being featured on their content. You know, if, if, you're, if your favorite YouTuber is, I don't know, uh, Will Smith. I don't, Will Smith's not a YouTuber, but Will Smith decides now to buy that, a, a box of uh, something, and then you buy in, and then the the thought process is they open it, they say it's your your pack, you know, you do the thing, and then they they send you the pack afterwards, and you know if you're lucky and you maybe you got the Aerodactyl, you spent three hundred dollars on the booster pack, 
But now you have a $500 Aerodactyl that you could apparently, I mean, sell. This is the other weird part, is while the Aerodactyl is $500, again, I don't know how much Aerodactyl is, this is just hypothetical. You bought, th you bought a booster pack for $300. Bucks. Let's say you pulled the $500 Aerodactyl. That's assuming you have somebody that wants to buy the Aerodactyl, you know what I mean? Just because how I'm... How is this not gambling? It is gambling. I mean, it's one hundred percent gambling. How is this not falling under like the weird pyramid scheme stuff? Like, how are they just now that away you've with said this? it? It does feel like a pyramid scheme. I mean, it's buy into my thing, and you may get rewards. Yep. I mean, at least somebody might see it if you're opening up on packs, but you're you're spending way more money than you're getting in. Like, way the more. Thing about it too is, if you just wanted to buy one of these booster packs, you can just buy that booster pack there are especially with the older packs that are weighted um because we we know that newer booster packs are designed to all weigh the same so you can't tell what's in it but older booster packs were never like that so older booster packs heavier packs are more likely to have good stuff if you wanted to buy like i don't know first edition team rocket you could buy into somebody's break but they're going to charge you an up charge one because they want to make money off of you. So let's just say a Team Rocket booster pack is... I actually think a Team Rocket first edition booster pack is like 800 to to $1,000, depending on the weight. So normally, if a pack weighs more, it'll be more money, because you're more likely to get something good, and the packs that don't weigh as much will be cheaper. But somebody might be like, buy into my Team Rocket booster box. It's 1300 bucks. So it's like you're spending $300 more to buy into somebody else's box when you could just go to eBay and buy your own pack, save $300, and then you get your own enjoyment of opening the pack yourself. It's yeah, the but a famous person scheme. touched my pack and touched let's my put, cards. That's what's important. <laughs> I mean, are they at least signing a card in there for you? I mean, I guess they could. This is But weird. if they're going to sign your... You know, five hundred dollar Aerodactyl. Greg, Your Aerodactyl is you not worth five hundred dollars. This whole YouTube cult of personality thing is not completely bizarre and against everything that we were raised to believe. Yeah. I don't know where you've been. Well, I think I think for the YouTuber, it is Bah-ah. it is good content. I think like if you're a fan of that YouTuber, if you're a fan of I don't know PewDiePie. Uh, I'm not, but if you are a fan no. of PewDiePie and they open up Pokemon cards, you might, as a viewer, go like, wow, this was really fun. I haven't thought about Pokemon cards in a while. I want to go get myself a Charizard. Like, that is that is a common, like, path of, like, your favorite creator introducing you to something you might have had nostalgia for. Uh, but what has, happened, what has happened in the last couple weeks since this break thing has started is other creators have been jumping on the bandwagon of like, I have no interest in Pokemon cards. I've seen so-and-so do this. It's gotten them a ton of views. Uh, I'm sure the ad revenue is good. So I'm going to jump in on it. And it's driving the market of cards up because now there's this demand of I'm looking for older cards to buy because the rarer, the older it is, the the harder it is to get, the more money I will spend because, you know, no one wants to see, no one wants to buy into a darkness, a blaze break because I can go on 
cool stuff ink and I can get Darkness Ablaze for 99 bucks because it just came out three months ago. But what it has done is it, it's made older cards harder to find. It has drive those older cards slightly up in price. And it has taken current cards like Vivid Voltage, which comes out in a couple days. And now people are buying that up because that is the newest set and people just want to get something that is new and that is Pokemon. So it's kind of been a bit harder, not impossible, but it's been a bit harder to find Vivid Voltage um, and Champion's Path, uh, which came out recently because... So many people who are not Pokemon fans have just started getting Pokemon cards. And I don't want this to sound like I'm gatekeeping anyway. It's very cool that <laughs> like people have this interest in Pokemon cards. But I do believe it is, it is a fad for them where they will buy it. They will, they will do their content. Then they will maybe pull like a $50,000, uh, I don't know, Lugia or something. First edition Lugia. It'll be a moment put Lugia aside or maybe sell it and then kind of forget about it. Like, and then these cards will eventually drop again in price when people have moved on to whatever the next YouTube fad is. This feels very strange. I agreed. I don't get why you would pay upwards of $300 for somebody else's content on the off chance that you might you could use it as your content, card. though, right? Like, if you're a content creator, like, let's say I, I wanted to buy into somebody's break. Let's say Real Breaking Nate was doing a break. I don't think he is. I love Real Breaking <laughs> Nate. One of my favorite TCG content creators. But let's say he decides to get on this bandwagon. He buys a box of, I don't know, first edition Team Rocket. And he says, you know, it's $1,000 if you want to join in on my break. Which I think... Again, I think Team Rocket packs are like eight hundred to a thousand dollars, and I go, sure, yeah, I love for Nate. one pack. Yeah, well, yeah, it's Team Rocket. I don't know Ugh. what you want. I got a this bunch is... of first edition Team Rockets sitting in a trapper keeper in my basement right now because I was a lot. Like my dad bought those when it came out. Is it bad as tulips in Brussels and whatever the eighteen hundreds? So if I if I bought into Again, this is just hypothetical. If Nate decides to do uh, Team Rocket, whatever, $1,000, I want to buy in because then that puts me on his YouTube video. But also, I, I, I would assume, because I've seen this with other content creators, that when he opens my pack, that, that however long it takes, that five, six minutes, I, that is my content as well because I paid for that moment. So... He gets. But are you in there with them? Like, do you get to jump into their stream and be like, "I've seen Let's talk together." Yeah, I've seen some where where the the person will like Discord call the other person, so they'll be on call together as they're, as they're opening it, or sometimes even video call, um, or sometimes they're like, "Oh, so and so can't be here." You know, this is uh, this is Steve. He's uh, he does a Pokemon podcast every week. He bought in the break. Thanks for the a thousand dollars. I really hope you got good luck in this pack. And then they open the pack, and it's like I don't know, like. Giovanni's Nidoran, um, which is like worth like 50 cents. But if you're a YouTuber and you're thinking, oh, if I spend a thousand dollars on somebody else's content, not only do I get featured on their content, but now I have like five to six minutes that I can put on my YouTube channel and hopefully I can make the a thousand dollars back in ad revenue. I, I think you're way overthinking it. I, I think this is literally the equivalent of boy, it's really hard. This is for me a to pyramid scheme. 
Well, this no, no, but, but 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 also it's like you know we're we're saying that the value we're we're devaluing it because it's YouTube people and we're all older and out of the YouTube lifestyle. But if I were to say like. Taylor Swift is opening a box of Pokemon cards and you can buy in and you're going to get mailed a set of Pokemon cards from Taylor. There are rabid Taylor Swift stands who just want Pokemon cards that Taylor Swift touched. And that same rabidity exists for YouTubers. No, no, that's what I said with the PewDiePie, right? Like if PewDiePie decides to open a box of cards and you... Are a PewDiePie fan, but not a Pokemon fan, and there's and he's saying, you know, it's a thousand dollars, and you get one of these packs. I I don't doubt that there's probably thousands of people that would do that deal because they like that dude so much. Like yeah, that, that no, doesn't absolutely. surprise but me that's, at all. That's I mean, that's the basis that that is the foundation for where this is coming from. It's and a it makes no me. sense because we're not we're not stands. We're not. <laughs> it's just not. I our, just can't not imagine. There is no spending. There, I, I am a super fan of Star Wars. I would not pay a thousand dollars to get a pack of cards Mark Hamill touched. <laughs> there is no way. Agreed. That Agreed. A thousand. I'm going to look at it and say, yes, I have no way of verifying that this person actually touched this set of cards. I am paying a thousand dollars to a random person to be mentioned by by Mark Hamill on the stream for five minutes while they did something else, and I'm going to pay a thousand dollars for that for mystery cards. Like, well, you could get a five thousand dollar card out of a thousand dollar pack. I mean, that is part of the appeal as well. So you're basically paying Mark Hamill to go to Las Vegas and pull the right. The pull slot, slot machine for, for me. you, and film it. This is your pull, Will. Ching 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 ching. This is like the untalked about. Th- well, it's not even untalked about, but the thing about buying. So when a person buys a booster box of cards, which is normally a thousand dollars, or sorry, a hundred dollars. Jeez. So when you go, if you're a fan of Pokemon cards or just Pokemon, maybe you want to get into Pokemon cards, and every three months in the United States pretty much every three months around the world, not Japan, you want to collect the newest set of Pokemon cards. You're spending $100. Nobody wants... Very few people want to collect the set of Pokemon. (laughs) They want the cards that they want. The Pokemon collectors, it's very few and far between. There are plenty of people that want to complete the set. It's just hard to complete the set if you have no friends. That's also expensive to complete the set. That's a life lesson. It's hard to complete a lot of things if you don't have any friends. So every three months, you're spending $100. You're getting 32 booster packs. And normally, it's... I wouldn't say that it's rare. Like, most booster boxes for 100 bucks, you open those 32 packs, and you walk away feeling, from what I pulled, if I was to sell this right now on the market, I will get my $100 back. Because there are, there are just cards that are worth, you know, if, if you get out of 320 cards, right? 10 cards per pack, 18, 32 packs. Yeah, 320 cards. You probably have at least 10 of those 320 cards are probably worth around $10. Some might be worth 5 Some might be worth 20 Maybe one is worth 50 But after you open 32 packs of cards, you're probably going to have over $100 in things you can sell back. 
and that is you buying entire pack. And again, but there's the situation where you go to Target, you spend $4 on a pack of cards, you open it, everything in that pack is worth less than the $4, and you feel kind of slighted. You go, ah, this was a bad pack. Ugh, I see a green card. It's not a white card. It's going to be bad. But it's pretty safe buying a box of cards if you and not feeling super slighted because the majority of the box will get you your money back if you decide to sell. I cannot imagine because that's not talked about in these breaks. You know, you you get an old booster box, $50,000. There's the reason it's $50,000 is because there's probably a couple cards that are worth $10,000 or $25,000 or $50,000 because that's why the box costs so much because there's a couple cards in that set that are worth something because they're hard to find, they're rare, they're limited. It's been so long. Some of these cards are lost or damaged to time. So there's a reason why a $50,000 $50, box is a $50,000 box. But I can't imagine being that person on the hype cycle. Totally. I love the content creator. I love that this is thing. This is like, I love watching this. I love the content creator. I have a chance to support them. I can buy in. Here's $1,000. And then their pack is like the pack that is like, I'm sorry, the, the, your, your pack's only worth like five bucks. Like, you don't hear about that afterwards. You hear about the moments of like, wow, so-and-so pulled the, like, the $70,000 card, unreal. Like, whoa, what an amazing box. But, like, how many people walked away with, like, the, 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 like the 45-cent card? But they're the ones well, that if also... if there's 36 packs in a box, <laughs> it'd be 35 other people. No, I would, well, probably, like, 25 other people. Because in, 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 like, a, in a normal box... In a nor in an average booster box, you're probably getting like four to five decent pulls. I mean, I've had I've had I have probably bought thirty boxes in the last twelve years, and I felt like out of those thirty boxes, one box was absolutely awful, and I felt a few of those boxes were like above average. Like I was like, wow, this box is nothing but bangers. Just pulling banger after banger in this box. But that's, but like there is an average uh, of like, okay, I expect, you know, five or six good cards out of the 32 booster pack. Is it 32 or is it 36? I can't even I remember. Don't remember. It's one of, anyways. I don't know. I just think, I just think it's, it's, I, I wanted to bring it up because Vivid Voltage is coming out soon. And I feel like the TCG market is in this weird flux right now because of this um because of this fad that is kind of going around on on YouTube and and Twitch I don't think like the fad was like I don't think the fad started to be like hurting anyone it just people are piggybacking off of it because that's what's hot right now but I don't think it'll be hot forever speaking of something hot forever Pokemon <laughs> the worst uh there's the two community days later this month i think we talked about that last week yep on a couple days ago here niantic posted that there's new tests coming for select trainers beginning on monday november 9th which will be the day this podcast goes up they are conducting an xp rebalancing for australia and new zealand in which trainers will experience adjusted xp from catching hatching eggs evolving and more this will run for a week Trainers might be seeing different items pop up in free daily box. And that's it. Uh, they're changing XP. I don't 
Maybe they want people to get to 40 faster at this point. <laughs> to do nothing. Um, But that's not weird. I mean, like, Greg in World of Warcraft, Final Fantasy, you know, over over the years of a game running for so long, they usually make it so newer people don't feel like they're stuck at level 20 yeah, forever. But that's to run high-end content? What, what high-end content are you running in Pokemon Go? Hmm. Master Cup, Premier Cup. The only thing I can think of is battling. I mean, I... Like, if they're doing a month only of Master Rank battles and you're, you like battling and you're only level 25, you cannot compete. You have to be 38. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, it seems weird to rush towards to get more people at the end. Well, it's Unless a brand new game when you get to 40. What what should you have yet to answer what changes? Nothing. Nothing well, changes. You'll find out when you get yeah, to Yeah, when 40, you get to Greg. forty, you'll find out. I have I have I have consulted many players at forty. Well we I when have you get to forty their games. When you get to forty you have to sign the NDA of you can't tell yep. non forty players what happens. <laughs> and you both, well, you did not sign this NDA. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. And also, my phone uses biometric data, so it knows when I'm holding it versus when you're holding it, so it doesn't show you the level 40 well, stuff. Well, according to the internet, we're the same person, so give me your phone. No. Yeah, the only thing I can think of is the, the battling stuff. I mean, like, maybe is... raids, but uh, <laughs> no? Yeah, it feel, I, I don't know. Either they're going to like, raise the level cap because they want to release... They, like they release things to level higher levels earlier, but that sort of defeats the purpose of you get everybody up to the higher level to release them. I don't know. It's a weird thing. I don't get why they're doing it. But hey, maybe I'll get to forty this year. No. This will be the year. Yes. Okay. Ranked battles in Sword and Shield November season has begun. This is uh, series seven. This is weird. Series 7, but season 12. So seasons are month long. That's why it's season 12, because the game's been out for a year now. Series 7 is the rule set. I believe Series 7, the rules, will be available until January. So if you decide to get in a competitive VGC into Sword and Shield now, nothing is going to be changing for November, December, and I believe all of January. The partner Pokemon from Hoenn and Alola are allowed. So that's like your Incineroars, your Primarinas, your uh, uh, Swamperts. Those are allowed. Raikou, Entei, Suicune, Latias, La Latias, Latios, Uxie, Mesprit, Azelf, Heatran, Regigigas, Cresselia, Tornado, Slenderous, Landorus, Tapu Koko, Tapu Lele, Tapu Bulu, Tapu Fini. Tapu Fini being the number one Pokemon used right now in VGC. Nialigo, Buzzwell, Pheromosa, Zerkatry, Celesteela, Kartana, Guzzler. No, no, don't. Don't use Guzzler, it's bad. <laughs> Poipal, Naganadal, Stakataka, and Blacephalon are all allowed. As well as the two horses we talked about earlier, Ice Horse, Ghost Horse. If you do make it to Master Ball rank, you will get three golden bottle caps, 600 battle points, 30 Armorite Ore, 30 Dynite Ore. If you make it to Ultra Ball, you will get one Golden Bottle Cap, 300 Bottle bottle Cap, 300 Battle Points, sorry, 10 Armorite Ore, 10 Dynite Ore, and that is for both single and double, so I guess if you did both, 
you would walk away with six bottle caps, golden bottle caps, twelve hundred uh, battle points, etc. Um, so that's going on right now. They, uh, it exists, I guess. Pokemon Masters, uh, they moved on, I guess. We're, we have another egg event. I felt like we just did the Lapras Mankey. Yeah. But here's now another. we have Psychics. From November are 4th. A, are you a partner? I, uh, full disclosure, I am partner with DNA. Uh, from November 4th to November 18th, you will have an increased chance of earning eggs from battles. Uh, those may hatch into... Like Abra, Grimer, Execute, Nidoran. If you're lucky, trainers, you can get a shiny Abra or a shiny Grimer. Uh, and they released Alder and Volcarona as the newest sync pair. Alder and Volcarona. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Why? What? When he literally all- has Braviary feathers in his home. What? That all? I would say Volcarona is his signature Pokemon. Mm. Like he's the champion. And Volcarona has, like, pseudo-legendary base stats. Remember when people thought Volcarona was legendary? I, I, I don't understand why him being the champion and the pseudo-legendary have anything to do with each other. He has every, braviary feathers in his home. Well, he uses a braviary. I mean, I'm not, to, I'm be, not denying to be fair, that. he only uses braviary in black, and, black 2, white 2. Does not use that in his... Uh, Volcarona is in all teams that he's in. Throughout the various games. Uh, I mean, I ain't going to complain about a Volcarona getting more exposure, because that is a fantastic Pokemon right there. Do do we know why Bulbapedia lists one of his Pokemon, his Volcarona, as deceased? Uh, Did he have a Volcarona that died? I don't Am I not remembering no. this? I remember his son? Nephew? It was his son. It was his son, right? Yes. What was his dude? That dude's name? Oh, like I remember. Flint Jr. In the past, Alder's starter Pokemon died of illness. I think that was brought up in this story, yes. Yeah, but was his starter Volcarona? <laughs> Lucky guy. <laughs> I, I feel like I I'm know. missing this. I don't remember this part of the story. Oh, in Black, Black 2, White 2, they do say that his late partner, his late starter partner was. So he started with a Larvesta. Dang. Well, he's the champion. Got a head start. Yeah, I think uh, I think Volcarona makes sense. I wouldn't be surprised if they're saving Bravery for somebody else. Hugh? We already have Hugh. We don't have Hugh. Nate? That's the protagonist of Black? White? I don't remember which one. No. Hilbert and Hilda <laughs> yes. are the protagonists of Black and White. Which we already have. Hilbert has the Oshawott. Yeah. Hilda has uh, the Pignite. Yeah. Um, Nate and somebody is the protagonist of Black 2, White 2. And I have no clue what they would give Nate because they've already given the Gen 5 starters to the other people. Rosa has Snivy. Oh, Rosa. Nate and Rosa. <laughs> yeah. So Rosa has Snivy. Hilbert has Oshawott. They've shown Nate, though. Like, we... Nate's... Nate is not in the game. But I've seen him. But I, I swear I've seen Nate in-game in the background. Like, uh, he might have been I in the background. I think he showed up as a character, because, like, I know nothing about data mines. Or maybe it's just Hilbert. 
And I keep thinking it's Nate. Yeah. Nate no, has, Nate has the visor. It's hard to tell apart other than their hairstyle and hat. Yeah, because Nate has a visor. Hilbert has a hat. Nate's hair looks like a quillfish. Correct. Hmm. Okay, last bit of news here. PokemonCenter.com released their Christmas stuff. And it's garbage. I got a lot of things from the Christmas stuff this year. <laughs> what did you buy? Wait, you've already bought stuff? Yeah. With what money? I don't know. Hey, hey, you have your... enough stuff in your house already. Why are you putting more hey, stuff in your look. house? Look, 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 look. I think look, I, look, I, look. I like some of the I like the Christmas stuff this year, personally. I hate Christmas. I mean, I love Christmas, and some of this stuff is very weird. I like Christmas. I think uh, I don't I have Christmas. a lot of I don't have a lot of holiday stuff, and I would like I mean, to slowly start collecting holiday stuff. So when it is Christmas, I can be like, "This is my Christmas stuff that I." So bring your out. house can be full of boxes yeah. of things that you only take out for a four week period once a year. Well, yep. I mean, Christmas that is, is uh, Christmas is an eight week period. Will. It's no, all of not, November and all of December. We do not put up Christmas decorations until after my brother's birthday. I we don't do so. until after the day of Thanksgiving. Okay, things I like. I don't like the candle holders. I like that they're ceramic, but I think only the Eevee one is cute. Next. Uh, the Applin wreath should not be a keychain. It should be an ornament. I don't like any keychains. Who's buying keychains? The And what are you Sabo? putting them on? The score button and why do you cute. have a Christmas keychain that's like, oh, okay, <laughs> gotta swap my keys over what for this two week period? E- yeah, the Scar Bunny plush is cute. The Grookey plush is okay. The Sable coloring is so weird. Like they made it all the same color, and it's so hard to tell what you're looking at. Like they did Sable dirty. Yeah, why does Sable have a blue hoodie? It should have like a green and it red hoodie. Have, like. Red, something to set it off like the other ones do. It it is so one color and one note. It bothers me. Their green plush is hev- pretty good. Yeah, they're leaning heavily into gold for Christmas. I love so it. They have they have this gold Pikachu that does not say Christmas at what? all, except for the fact that it's gold. You don't. Th- There's like- not a wreath. There's not a holly sprig on it. There is no hat. It is just a Pikachu. S- Shadow you, in gold. What? Gold you is don't... not enough to sell it as a Christmas. Oh my gosh. No, exactly. Have... Black and gold is not holiday to me. Mm-mm. I have a silver Christmas tree. Fake, of course, because I ain't got time to deal with real Christmas trees. It is silver. This... It has white lights, and we do a black garland around it because black and silver and gold look really good together. And these pillows and this the stocking. <sighs> Your 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 modernist Christmas <laughs> yeah, your, interpretation. Your <laughs> bleak modernist Christmas saddens me. So if you like, if you I, go to the stockings and it's like a gray stocking with the Pikachu in a in, in a snowflake, and then it's that that black P- with the gold Pikachu, and then it's like the 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 grayish silver, and then the white. Oh my god, that is my aesthetic right there. Bleak. No no green no red. I want the gray, the white, the gold, the black. The 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 grayish blue. Oh, perfect, perfect Christmas How's about colors. This no Christmas at all. How's about that? Perfect Christmas colors. They're not Christmas colors. Did you gold? not watch the Rudolph where the guys like silver and gold, silver and gold, <laughs> that, silver and gold? That, he that, was talking about me. Yeah, one Christmas song from one Christmas special that is only American. 
is not like a national taken across the world. Gold is a standard Christmas color because of the whole story. But relying solely on silver and gold and calling it Christmas when there's no other Christmas touches doesn't sell me on your Christmas yeah, item. No, there's I it mean, is if, just if, a shadow. I mean they're they're beautiful, but like if if you brought out this mug and plate that just had a silver and gold Pikachu on it and Pikachu had on the plates. You could bring that out at any time of the year and it'd be fine. It's like, oh, okay, this is a gold Pikachu. Nothing about that says Christmas. Yeah, Not a thing me, about it says Christmas. Give me an evergreen tree. Give me a bauble. Give me a star. Heck, give me a snowflake in silver and gold. Then I might credit you a there Christmas. Is a, there is a snowflake There's on the stocking. There is on one stocking. Two stockings. There's a plate. Pikachu. The, 90% of this plate. is a gold Pikachu on a black background. Yeah, I the love serving it. plate is beautiful, but also doesn't do anything that says that says Christmas. This is an all year round serving plate. This is my. Th this is not Christmas. This throw blanket, which is Black and gold Pikachu this does is not say Christmas. why we get to extend Christmas for eight weeks. Because instead of just focusing on the word Christmas, the Pokemon company here has focused on the word Winter Wonders. <laughs> <laughs> Show me silver winter. <laughs> and you can, you can winter wonder yourself through November, December, and some would say possibly January. <laughs> I mean, I'm into January. The stuff that is actually winter based that has snowflakes that's like the Pikachu head in the snowflake, I think is is very good. But just a weird geometrical patterned Pikachu does not scream winter, nor holiday, nor Christmas to me. I'm not denying that they're pretty, but for uh for a holiday purchase, they are not meeting my standard of what I would need it. To say this is a holiday event. Well, I mean, they did the Bulbasaur, Squirtle, Pikachu, uh, Charmander stockings, and then the the other Pikachu pillow a little bit earlier, like last week. That Pikachu is like the gold one with the uh, green and red on it. Oh, the ones that I thought were ugly. Yeah, yeah, but those have but those stockings all have other Christmassy festive... things. You know, wintry things. They have snowflakes on them. They have more traditional holiday colors. Like the Charmander one has, they all have snowflakes on it. They all say winter time. These don't. This is the. And it's not a bad. It's not a bad thing. It's just not a. It's not selling me on buying it for Christmas. Although the flameless candle set, I might need to buy. Oh, I got those. Um. The other thing I wanted to bring up is the the they got they went real deep. They went real hard into the kitchen accessories here. They did. And there's a lot. The Pokemon tax on these Christmas accessories are out what is of a this Christmas world. accessory. What does that mean? Wait, what? I said what do you mean by a Christmas accessory. I think I meant to say kitchen, I'm sorry. Oh, kitchen accessories. So they have a Pikachu apron, $35. These are not Christmassy. They're just no, Pokemon-y. Neither are the other things. FYI, they're not Christmassy either. The Pikachu apron is $35. The Pikachu dish towels, a two-pack is 20 I was just at Target yesterday, and I walked down the aisle where they would sell dish towels because I was like, how much is just a dish towel? 
It's like four bucks for one at Target. And you could probably go to Walmart and get it for like two bucks, honestly. Um, they have uh, cloth napkins, four pack for 25. They have the pot holders for 15. A cutting board for 20, and it doesn't look like a big cutting board. Well, it's 17 inches by 10 inches, so... It's okay. It's okay. I mean, it's... It's a smaller end cutting board. Like, it's for cutting vegetables Carrots. and stuff. Yeah. Carrots. Yeah. Um, I think the measuring spoons are okay. They're 14, but that's, again, at Target. I bet you can get a four-pack of measuring spoons for, like, five ninety nine. Um, I think the spatulas are a spatula, spatulas are a complete ripoff. Twenty dollars yeah, for two, spatulas. and I I am positive that you put these into a dishwasher like three times, and that'll be a white oh. spatula. All the Pokemon is going to be gone. Pikachu will be Pikachu. Pikachu be gone. Gone. Um, Plus, the shape is kind of weird for us. I don't. It's. Uh, I think the cookie stamps are. I think. I think of anything on the list, the cookie stamps are probably like the thing you would get and probably get value out of, especially if you have yeah. kids. Um. I think. Yeah. I think those are fun. Oh sure, teach your kids poor eating habits. Go right ahead. But man, the Pokemon tax on some of these, like the dish towels, the thing that is like going to get <laughs> dirt, the white. White dish towels for twenty dollars a two pack that are undoubtedly going to get dirty and probably stained forever. Like if if there's anything that you shouldn't spend money on, it's like nice dish towels that are going to get like red tomato sauce permanently now, stained wait, wait, on. Wait. Once again, we are back to these are the dish towels that you at holiday season, hang on the hey, handle of your oven. They are touches. not intended to wipe anything, clean do anything, touch, or dry anything. Do not touch my Christmas towels. I do bring out Christmas towels. You are not allowed to use them. You think, as uh, my parents would say only. to me, those towels are worth more than you are. You think uh, $40, $40 for the tree skirt? You, uh, are tree skirts $40? No. Oh, no. Why do you have a tree skirt for an artificial tree? Because it makes it look good, Will. I hate Christmas. You're never going to get positivity out of me. <laughs> I love Christmas. But Christmas tree skirts, I mean, you can buy a decent looking tree skirt for like 25 bucks. And that's a high end. That's kind of a high end <laughs> tree skirt. This is really expensive. I mean, it is Pokemon tax. $40 for a... Silver and gold. At least, at least they put the snowflakes are on it. Snowflakes on there, but it is black with silver and gold. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, I think the table wait, runner is really, really slick too. I like a good table runner. It's thirty dollars. I know. That's why I haven't bought. Like the only things I think on the list that are are reasonable in the Pokemon text. I think the I think twenty five dollars for a throw pillow is five dollars more expensive than a throw pillow. Most throw pillows are twenty bucks. You're paying five hundred five extra dollars. All right, here's what we're gonna do. I'm Where gonna are you buy a throw, throw pillow. Pillows, you can you can get into my throw pillow break for five dollars, and I will send you an exclusive picture of the throw pillow. Okay, I think the like, I, I think the throw pillow. Where is fine. are you paying? $25 for throw pillows. Wait, how much Target th throw uh, pillows at Target go from 15 to $25? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. The average price of a throw pillow is 20 
You go to like an Ashley's furniture? Just, just around. Yeah. yeah. No. So I think I think the throw pillars are reasonable. The average price of a throw pillow is at most $15. Where are you getting throw no, pillows? No, no, no. That's low end, dude. That's low end. That's a, like you use it for a year and then it's not good anymore. <laughs> I think the the mug is thir- I I the mug is actually mind-blowing. Like this has to be a tight $35 for a mug and a plate. This is highway robbery. A mug at most should be $15. Oh, it's a four-piece. Okay, never mind. You're getting... Wait. No. For the mug? Includes two mugs and two plates. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Actually, I take it all back. I might order this then. Oh, no. Two (laughs) mugs, two plates? Okay, I take that back. I think stockings for 20 is is a ripoff to me. But I don't think that's terribly priced because I feel like most... Most... Stockings with a brand on it is twenty bucks at Target too. I think the electric candles are somewhat reasonably priced. I think I but, think so too. But I don't know if they're good. I don't know if they're the kind that actually flicker. They just look like they like they they just look like they just light up, which is not great. But they're kind of cute. I may buy. I may buy the flameless candle. We'll see. Do you think two ornaments? I think ornaments are always overpriced too. Two ornaments for twenty five? No, I mean if they were Glass? anything other than bulbs, bulb ornaments are super cheap, and unfortunately, they tend to have the the pattern put on as an extra layer, and they will scrape off really easy. Two ball ornaments is not for twenty five bucks is not a great price. Really like the napkin rings. They, I mean, they're good but napkin I, rings, but they ain't Christmas I, or holiday or winter. Winter just Wonderland, Greg. <laughs> you can call Yeah, it's it. a Wonderland because I'm wondering what value <laughs> these pieces of garbage actually have. They're made out of brass? Is that good? My sure. w- My worry with the napkin rings is you can just bend them with your hands and then they crack. Who's... Sitting there bending your napkin rings, children? smack their hand. Do not let the children at the table with the napkin rings. I'm not buying stuff for my home when nobody's coming to my home for Christmas this year. Yeah, but they they last forever. Do they? Uh, they don't look like they will. You think twenty dollars for a stocking is too much? Yes. Have a I stocking paid that? I can't wear on my feet? Yes. Have I paid that? You bet I have. Do I think it's too much? Yes. The sad part about this is that the day after Halloween, they released two Halloween items on their store. Yeah, they did, which is really weird. <laughs> um, the Gengar ceramic candle thing and then the Pikachu ceramic candle thing. I will put, okay, I will say this about the stockings. Their stockings are $19.99. Mm-hmm. Most stockings on Target are $15. So the tax isn't that bad on those. You're paying four bucks more for Pikachu, so it's not a terrible break. Question of the week, Greg. All right. Question of the week. Come on. Let's finally hear the question. I feel like you've done that before. No. Maybe, but I wasn't going to prep anything great for you because you skip it every time. All right. This is from Catherine. Will there be a question of the week this week's show? (laughs) Because I refuse to answer that question. There are other questions in that list. 
Uh, what if, what if Catherine asked, if you had to pitch a Pokemon roguelike, what would you have the game loop be like? Could somebody please define what a roguelike is? Cause I'm never hundred percent certain on what that means. So roguelike games, I believe is you run, it's like an action adventure type game. It's like a rogue and, legacy, a Hades, a uh And it's you go and if you die or lose, you are reset to the beginning with nothing and you start over again. So what is the loop? So what what that's what they're asking is what's the loop? What would be going through and getting to the end and then starting back over again if you died in there? Also the a roguelike is supposed to be different every time you play it. Right. Like Splunky is another one. Trying to think of a roguelike that Will might have played without knowing. Splunky, Rogue Legacy. Uh, Which we do it a lot in board games. Let me look to see if I can find some. Um, Hades is the popular one that just came out. Nope. Technically, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon is a roguelike. Ah. Um, uh, Dead Cells, Slay the Spire, uh, Binding of Isaac. I still don't understand what the loop means. Just, I don't know. Don't starve. I don't think I'm qualified to answer this question. So the loop is, so like in Mystery Dungeon, you think you run through the dungeon with just what you bring in there. And when you leave the dungeon, those all go back into a pool. And then you pick things up again, and then you go to the next thing. So the loop is you go through a section, and then you go back to a home base. And then you pick where to go next. That's sort of like... The roguelike is you take a certain amount of things to a location and try to get through that location. And if you lose in there, you get sent back with nothing. If you win, you take the treasures back, they go into a thing, and then you can build that up again to take it somewhere else. So we've already had a Pokemon roguelike. Yeah, I mean, Mystery Dungeon is that. But if there was going to be another one. Yeah, but what about it? What if it was good? <laughs> I'm leaving that one there. I'm not commenting <laughs> on your hatred. Um, I would like, see, I think it'd be interesting to have a, a snap like game where you pick X amount of Pokemon and you go to an area with those and then you catch them and then they go to your Professor Oak's pen and then you pick from there to go to the next like grasslands, like, like somewhat mystery dungeon, except you're the trainer and you're picking your team of various of various Pokemon to start, go to a certain location. Like for lava things, I'm going to take all water. And then, then if you get knocked out, those Pokemon that you rented are released to the wild. And then you have to go back and try to go through with what you had and try to go to earlier dungeons to rebuild your Pokemon pool. So I would say my version um, in, in hearing all of this information and everything would be called Dynamax Adventure. <laughs> and you'd start out and you'd rent a Pokemon and you'd go through the dungeon and you could yeah. collect Pokemon as you go through the dungeon, but you only get to keep one when you finish. I mean, Dynamax Adventure is a roguelike section of that game. Yeah, I, I, would, like I wouldn't say it's like a hard... It's like it's it, it, has, it has roguelike mechanics. Right. Have um, you ever played Darkest Dungeon? Yeah. Will, did you ever play Darkest Dungeon? Because no, no, that's a hybrid. No. No, I have not. Um, okay. Dead Cells is my, my favorite roguelike, and the thing about Dead Cells is, like, when you die, obviously you start over, um, but when you go through, and you you can only hold two different weapons, 
And so when you knock out an enemy or when you open treasure chests, which everything's randomized every time you go through, um, you might get weapons that you get to pick and choose, right? Like I want a bow and arrow and a shield, or I want two swords, or I want a sword and a hammer, or I love having the hammers, but the game isn't dropping me hammers, so I guess I have to use um, like a, a, a knife, which is different than a sword. So I it would be cool if uh, if I have to be put on the spot to design a game where you might have some choice at the beginning of like, maybe I want these Pokemon, uh, maybe I want a fire Pokemon, maybe I want a water Pokemon, but when you're going through, the loot boxes will let you learn different moves. Like if I was a Charizard, I could learn Flamethrower, um, but I can only remember like four moves at once. So then I come through and I can have rock slide but then i go through and it's like well i don't have room for rock slide flamethrower scratch and snarl so charizard can't learn snarl but now i have overheat but that does damage to me but it does more damage so it'd be cool to that that's the only thing i could think of is instead of randomizing your weapons like a lot of these games do you randomize what your pokemon can learn although i don't think i don't think well, does Mystery Dungeon have it where if you like completely fail, you lose everything? Yeah, if you don't get rescued, then you do lose a bunch of stuff out of your pack. Yep. Okay, because that's the big thing about roguelikes is like, yep. if you lose, you lose it all. But you can in like Dead Cells be like, uh, I'm going to, I'm, I'm canceling out this run to, you know, take the money back and put it in my bank because I don't want to lose all the money and I don't think I can keep going. I heard Hades is very good. That's what that's I've the, heard. Hades is amazing. That's the newest uh, roguelike. Um, I'm trying to think. There are some roguelike board games out there, and I'm trying to think of Pandemic Legacy. Don't know if that. <laughs> I don't think so. Hmm. Uh, well, what's our Pokemon of the week? Well, last week's Pokemon, uh, all I need to say to remind everybody of it was it should be dark type, and it's not. It's... Chata! Chatot should be a dark type. Chatot should be dark type, because it was banned for so yeah, long because right. of foul language. Foul play on that Chatot. <laughs> it's Giraffarig! Giraffe. I took so much heat for this, man. <laughs> There are so many giraffe rig fans out there, man. They are ready to defend that little guy to the end of time. A little head. Can I agree with you? Should be dark type. Wait, you do agree with me, or you don't yeah, agree with me? I do. Its booty is dark. Its front is not. Yes, um, that's and that's one of the arguments I had. It was like if you didn't want it to look like it should be dark type, then make the back end pink. And make that little head a little less angry looking. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I don't think I've ever seen its tail not be angry. Ooh, shiny giraffe has a blue nose. Yeah, shiny giraffe is cool. I got one in eh. pearl. Why? I don't know. I was doing pokey radar and I got one. Release it. It's no good. Nah, he's cute. He's weak to dark and bug. Mm. Early well, designs that, that of giraffe had a. Full, full giraffe head as its second half. See, that would be cool. Yeah, that would make sense. Because if it's because his name is palindromic, much like the episode number. 
Yeah, even in like gold and silver, it's like its tail has a small brain of its own. Beware if you get close, it might react to your scent and bite you. Yeah, biting is bad. Yeah, and bite is also a dark type move. It comes right before crunch. That's right. 10% chance to flinch. No, 30. 30 on bite, and then I think 10% to lower special defense on crunch. Uh, I think Draftrig is fine. I think he's all right. He's fine. It's a very cute shuffle icon, but it's only of its front head and not of its butt head. Yeah. Nope. Is there any trivia on Draftrig? I, I, I gave it to you in the... Original design, it was a giraffe on both ends. It was giraffes all the way down. There you go. All right, well, this week's Pokemon, we're getting a poem. Get feel, Feeling a little artistic this week, so and that's. I know people are going to hate it. Here we go. Thin and supple, floating in the wind. Are you origami? Not the lawnmower, not electric. That is your brother. Your brother falsely named a tree. You are the grass one. Not a Pokemon, but are you? Anything but beastly. If you were, you'd be the seed, the thorn, not the drawn sword. There you go. That's enough. Y'all, it's so easy. Hmm. All right. It's all in there. Like I said, if you're listening to this on Monday the 9th or early morning on Tuesday the 10th, we do have a giveaway for uh, the... Complete editions. I don't know what they're actually called. I'm just going to call them complete because it's the full game plus the full DLC on a cartridge or digital. Um, if you want the digital instead, uh, we're doing giveaway completely free in the show notes. Uh, if you want to enter that, we continue to put out YouTube videos every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on youtube.com slash PKMNCast. Uh, some of them are highlights of the Twitch stream since I stream like 40 hours a week. And most of you have a life and don't have 40 hours to dedicate to my content a week. Well, maybe some of you do. <laughs> I would say most people don't. But uh, we take the best stuff from Twitch. Uh, and some stuff is exclusive to YouTube, and we put that on to YouTube. Uh, my goal is to get to 10,000 on YouTube before the end of the year. I think we're at like 7,500. So we're, we're, we're like a quarter of the way there left. So if you haven't, please uh, head over to the YouTube dot com slash pkmncast and subscribe uh that would be greatly appreciated also if you want to mark hunt the legendary birds we have a really good video on how to do that if you want to go through the game as quickly as possible again to get the other horse or the other reggie or another cub foo or uh, a, a, an extra set of the swords of justice um i have a youtube video on how to do that as quickly as possible um, all my YouTube videos that are informative normally have chapters to them. So instead of um, trying to figure out what part of the YouTube video you need to watch, you can just jump to that right away because I want to respect all your guys' time in that regards. Streaming pretty much every day on Twitch, twitch.tv slash pkmncast. I updated the Patreon. So instead of patreon.com slash it's super effective, it is now patreon.com slash pkmncast. So it's all the same. Super easy. ISE.cash still works. There was a, a redirecting error that was happening the last couple weeks that's been fixed. So ISE.cash will still get you there. Uh, I think that's it. Patreon, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter.com uh, slash PKMNCast. Greg is at White Wing on Twitter. Will is at Wash in the Sink. I am at Dragging a Lake. 
Otherwise, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Super sneaky second head. This podcast is supported by our Patreon supporters, people that give us money. Uh, our producers of the show are Kevin, Casey, Patrick, Jetsy, Matthew, Kay, Catherine, Steph, Brian, and Courtney. And our executive producers are Spencer and Anthony. Thank you, everyone who listens to the podcast, and thank you, everyone who takes the extra mile to support us over on patreon we did as of this month update our patreon address so and so it is now patreon.com slash p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t same as the twitter the twitch the youtube the instagram everything is all universal now it is the same so if you're listening to an older episode where we say that it's wrong now um and the and of course the isc.cash uh, up and working redirecting to that new domain Thank you again. If you want to support the show, you can head over to ise.cash or patreon.com slash pkmncast, pkmncast. And uh, I appreciate you guys listening, appreciate the support, and we will see you next week.